The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. How exciting is this? Girls Talk, Boys Talk live from Indianapolis. Our first ever live episode here. Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw Dating, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton, Aisha Morrison with you, your normal uh, host. We've got Jess Navarez back at home, but we are so excited to be joined in this first block by none other than Shireen Williams, who is a legend, (laughs) a legend in this building. If we talked about all the things she was so good at, we wouldn't have time to fill it. I'm going to hire you as my agent. <laughs> <laughs> Shereen, thank you so much for being with us. This is Aisha and I's first combine. So we've oh, kind of wow. just been running around. We've been taking everything in. But you've been doing this, obviously, for so many years. What is this process like for you? How exciting is it to just be back in Indianapolis every year and, and getting to cover this franchise that is the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I'm going to date myself because my <laughs> very first combine was 1995. And at that time, there was nothing formal, like all these interviews we have up on the, that didn't exist. Like you were in this one teeny tiny room. There were probably a hundred reporters. That was about it. And you, you went, either went to the hotel, which was a holiday inn, Mm -hmm. and you stood out in the lobby and waited for players. You waited for players outside the little media room they had set up. And there was nothing formal. So you just kind of had to grab players and they would kind of help you sometimes if you, you know, Warren Sapp was big for me that year because I worked for the Orlando Sentinel um, they kind of help you get some players kind of sort of maybe but it, now it's turned into this ginormous um, thing that they have here in Indy so uh, pretty incredible the evolution of, of where this thing has gone and, and who knows where it's going to go as they're looking to possibly move it everywhere around the country uh we don't know what's going to happen but i think it needs to stay in india i think india's a great place for it but you're right it, it this just kind of kicks off the next season and the excitement returns for for the next season and uh, everybody kind of gets those juices back of all right we have a chance now 2023 we're all o and o all o and o we forget what happened yeah. in 2022, even if it was another very sad playoff <laughs> exit to yes. the 49ers. Yes. Uh, so what you're saying is, is that you know how to throw some bows. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right about that. I've learned that. So the first, you know, first year, there's like 100 reporters. You didn't have to do that. But now you absolutely have to do that. And I figured out how, you know, they have these little ropes up with the things on them. And I figured out you either accidentally kind of on purpose flip that little rope. Oh. On accident. And, and on accident to get up closer, uh, or you move the little thing with the rope on it up closer so you can get close to the microphone and kind of weasel your way around people. So, yeah, I, I've, I've learned a lot about that. And, and like you guys, I'm, I'm not, Haley's a little bit taller but, than we are, <laughs> but, you know, you can kind of kind of navigate sort of like a small running back just kind of navigate your way in there toward the speaker. Uh, I, now you make me feel like a baby because I was telling them earlier the scrum for the DBs was, was so terrible. serious. I was yeah. trying to get up there. I said, oh, no, nah, I got to put some weight on, baby. I ain't going to be able to do it. And then you come in here like, we're at the hotel. We got to figure out how to. I'm like, okay, well, never mind. Let me step my game up a little bit. It's almost like you need binoculars. If you don't get there, like, <laughs> just it. the right time, you need, like, binoculars. And everybody needs a boom mic so that you can hear. It's just, well, it's such an interesting phenomenon. I will say this. So I needed, um, it was, I think it was the Panthers yesterday. And I think it was Frank Reich. And, um... 
they had it on their their site and I couldn't hear in here so I went back and watched it and and it was much better audio and I could transcribe what I needed Good. off of that so there's I wish every team did that but they're right. you know it, it, that does make things a little bit easier when you can't get close and it is amazing how you can't get close in some of these scrums you're trying tomorrow's going to be even worse with the quarterbacks yeah. here with yeah. Bryce really? Young and CJ Stroud Ooh, and, there's some big and, names there's some big yeah. quarterback names I think in this draft I mean you would know that probably better than anyone right yeah, but it's just out. So yeah. you tell me that I got to camp out like it's full life I think today but I would imagine probably like times two for every agreed <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah those DBs like it was this is obviously a very DB heavy draft yeah. and so when they they put those those potential first rounders out there. I was like, oh, this is a lot of humans. I don't know if we're yeah. gonna be able to get through here, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna step my game up okay, because it I sounds like, it. like we we can't be you know soft about it out here. I guess I gotta step my you game. Do. up. <laughs> Shireen, with this Cowboys team, it has evolved so much, even just over the tenure of Mike McCarthy. Yeah. He is now making even more changes. He'll be in charge of play calling, uh, parting ways with Kellen Moore, a lot of coaching changes along the way as well. When you look at how this franchise has kind of evolved in that way, does this year stand out in in different ways? Because to me, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, it, it almost feels like we've been saying for so long that we want a championship. We're so tired of not getting there. But this really feels like the first year that everybody said, no, we're going all in and and we're going to make that a reality. Well, we'll see in free agency if that's the case. And I think if you see <laughs> if you see them sign some players or a trade for DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, then I think we can definitely say that. Now, the move from Mike McCarthy to, to take over the play calling, I kind of like it. And, and it has nothing to do with Kellen Moore. I think he did a really good job in his four years as offensive coordinator. I mean, you just look at where they ranked. Twice they were first in yards, I think, and once they were uh, first in points. And they're always right there, 11th, I think, in yards this year. But always right there uh, in the top ten, at the top of the top ten. Um, but having said all that, I think Dak hit his ceiling with Kellen as far as he could go with Kellen Moore. And this gives him a different voice and a different play caller and takes some of those tendencies away that we saw against some of the better teams. And I also think it's a win for Kellen Moore. I think he's yeah. going to be really good with the Chargers. I think he's great for Justin Herbert. And Brandon Staley is going to be under a lot of pressure going into this year to win. And I think Kellen Moore will help him win. So to me, this is one of those rare win-wins when I think it could work out for both sides uh, for the better. Where do you see the most need for uh, drafting, I guess, or adding in free agency when it comes to the team in 2023? Well, I, I think you definitely look at the receiver position first. And I know they want somebody that's going to take the lid off the defense. They want somebody who can fly, but you look at a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, if they get in on him, uh, trade-wise, uh, they could be really, really good with C.D. Lamb and with Michael Gallup, who, by the way, is going to be much, much better He's a year be better. after the ACL surgery. It always takes at least a year. Yeah. And he didn't have that. He had the injury on January 2nd. So he's just now a year into his recovery. He's going to be much, much better. But you've got to get that second receiver uh, to go with those two guys. And if you do that, then then I think this offense will be really good. And I, you know, listened yesterday to Mike McCarthy's commitment to running the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, you you don't you don't know who your running backs are going <laughs> to be. You really don't. So you know, it, I think they do franchise tag Tony Pollard, and I do think he's back. And I do think that would be the right move for them to do that. Do you? 
get Ezekiel Elliott back? What at what price um, do you get him back? He could be like DeMarco Murray when you just said, this is what we're going to offer. If he takes it, fine. If he doesn't take it, then he walks away. And at that point, obviously, you've got to get another another running back if your intention is to run the ball like Mike McCarthy says he's going to run the ball. They already had the six most attempts in the NFL last year. If you're going to run even more than that, then you're definitely going to have to have two backs that you really rely on. I know they like Malik Davis, but you're going to need another one too. Yeah, and when you look at Mike McCarthy, now granted, like he's, we don't know, people are, coaches are allowed to evolve. They're allowed to get better. So when you look at some of the things he did in Green Bay, he would have a power back, but he would have another guy who's yeah. like a Swiss Army knife, had some receiving yeah. quality, stuff like that. Exactly so right. so when you look at Tony Pollard, you look at him like, okay, well, maybe that's the Swiss Army knife. We'll see if he decides to add another guy similar to that or if he decides to bring in, a, if they do decide to bring in a guy that's Zeke's not there, that is more power and able to really pound the rock. But also, too, when you talk about running the ball, I think one of the things that gets misconstrued with the Cowboys and their run attempts and how much they ran the ball last year, it was how they ran the ball and was it efficient and how they ran the ball. So, yeah, you're running on second down, but you're running inside the tackles. We saw some of the best defenses in the league, to include the Cowboys, have a lot of success. The 49ers struggle with edge runners, guys running on the edges. The Eagles struggle with that. And that was something that the Cowboys lacked, the screen game. So you start looking at some of the gentlemen that's that's been brought in now for the run game coordinating. I'm excited to see how the run game evolves into kind of what the modern run game is starting to look like. Yeah, you want power backs, but backs will receive in quality. Qualities are so important. Yeah. You look at this draft, they're starting to be the guys that, and it's funny because it makes me feel like McCarthy maybe was a little ahead of his time because mm-hmm. he yeah. was converting guys from wide receiver to a running back or just using yeah. them in those different ways. So I'm I'm excited to see what he does with this offense and, and the efficiency yeah. that this offense starts to play with, hopefully moving forward. I love that you use the free agency as a measuring stick for how serious they are moving yeah. forward. Well, because, because you have to. You have to keep it that way because, you know, when you even look at the draft class that the Cowboys brought in last year, tremendous draft class, which I think typically the Cowboys yeah. have, right? Thank but there, there were a few guys who were maybe some question marks. Jalen Tolbert is obviously the guy who comes to mind yeah. at first, and you can't rely on just these rookies who have never played NFL football and expect to come in and win a Super Bowl with a group of, of rookies. So you have to measure the free agents i think yeah yeah I, I there's no question about that and i was covering the cowboys when when they went out and signed brandon carr for 50.1 million dollars <laughs> on the first day on the first day of free agency and that is what did that's what did they it. completely changed their mindset after brandon carr and they didn't go get those big name free agents that they had to spend a lot of money on there's no question about that they completely changed it now they've used the They've used trades. I mean, we've seen that with receivers. They went out and traded for Amari Cooper, and they said, we don't have a receiver here who we can rely on as a number one receiver. So they did. They have made some moves for some big-name guys trade-wise, but signing them as free agents when free agency starts, they haven't done that. And I do think, you know, I, I like their long-term building plan. I do like it. And, mm-hmm. and they've drafted really well. For the most part, you talk about Jalen Tolbert. They've they've had some misses, but I compared to other teams. I think this is a team that has drafted really, really well, especially in the early rounds. When you look at the Micah Parsons and the mm-hmm. CeeDee Lambs and some of those players that they've gotten uh, last year, Tyler Smith. I mean, that's exciting. You've built your team around that. You've given those guys second contracts. I like all of that, but I think you also have to supplement that. And I'm not saying go out and sign. 
10 free agents, but I do think you need to sign one or two free agents, especially one big name, big price free agent to come in and help you. Preferably somebody with the championship pedigree, a Von we Miller, like <laughs> a Von Miller who can tell, and that's not necessarily the position they needed last year, but I think he would have helped in the sense of, I've won two Super Bowls. This is the way we do it. This is the way we get there. This is what we do in the film room. This is what we do on the practice field. And I think people follow those types of players. Yeah, I love that you brought up the championship pedigree and because the Cowboys team is it's a young team. Yes. Yeah. Very, Very young. Yes. A lot of these guys know each other, grew up with each other, and some of the more seasoned gentlemen in the in the room more are seasoned. More seasoned <laughs> are the offensive linemen. So the Tyron Smith, the Zach Martins and stuff. Yeah. So some of these skill position players, you talk about C. E. Lamb, he's we talked about how much T. Y. Hilton come in and just yeah, right. helped Jason Peters. Teach, Jason no Peters is Absolutely. so to your point it it makes a difference when guys have been there before yeah. to be able to mentor and echo down what the coaches are already saying. Now, the coaching staff has a lot of pedigree, so yeah. I, hopefully that trickles down. But, no, I, I love that you brought up the seniority and how that can help this young team. Yeah, and I think it will. And and uh, it is going to be a big test for them, I think, in free agency slash trades. Um, and I hope they get in on DeAndre Hopkins. At least make that phone call yeah. to, to see what they want, to see if it's worth it. You can certainly pay him. Um, are you willing to give up the draft picks that it takes? And and maybe, I mean, look what the Texans traded him for. It, it didn't cost... A first didn't cost the Cardinals a first round draft pick, so maybe it didn't even cost. You. If it doesn't cost you a first round draft pick, I say, go do it. If it's a second, besides, I want to say besides Trayvon Diggs, the second round has been. It has been. So <laughs> if, if I know I'm getting a guy, no that is going to come out there. What do you be, call that move? That the, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, apples oranges. I don't know. Like I don't. But yeah, I I feel like if it is a second round guy, yeah. you can you can. You can definitely. Do I, that. I would Why definitely not? do that. I mean, they traded Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick. If you we don't want to talk about no. it, if you can, but if you can, my point being, if you can get a receiver like that for a fifth round draft pick, like why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, that that to me makes plenty of sense. And there's going to be some guys on the market this year because teams don't. They don't want to pay him. I mean, and that's what happened to the Cowboys last year. They didn't want to pay Amari Cooper. So you can see if you can get some of these guys uh, like that and, and rework those contracts and, and make it work. Look, everybody wants to play for the Cowboys. There, mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Ninety percent of the players in this league want to play for the Cowboys. They need to use that on players, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But talk about all the opportunities they get off the field because they play for the Cowboys. It's a business first yep. it's a business and a football first. team second. Shereen, yeah. before we let you go, you know, we've had a chance to meet with defensive linemen so yeah. far this week and we got DBs and corners or DBs and safeties today. Any guys that stand out to you that you think would be a good fit for this organization? Well, there's there's a lot. And and you know, I'll be surprised if they don't go offense in the first round. Um but having said that, they've been really good at, at drafting BPA. whoever's been there. Yes, BPA. yes. <laughs> and they did that with Micah. And they did that with CeeDee Lamb. And they didn't expect those two guys to be there. And they did that with Tyler Smith. Yeah. And, and, and so, and, and look what you came out of it with. So they've been really good at that. And there will be some guys who fall. And so I, I expect them to go offense, but it's not going to surprise me if, one of these guys starts to fall and they go, oh, my gosh, 
you know, we never expected whoever to be here to draft him. And, it, and whether that's a corner or a linebacker or whatever it is, I could even see him go defense. I mean, it's a strong edge rusher class, was, strong DT class. <laughs> so if they even, I wouldn't surprise me if they go that direction, if one of those guys starts to fall and, and he's there and they say, hey, he's the best player on the and, and, you know, the Cowboys, that was always their philosophy, and, and they they didn't do that the year Joe Montana came out. And uh, he was sitting there, and he was the best player on their board in the third round, and they didn't draft him because they said, well, we don't need a quarterback. So and that's just an example of, you know, take the best player, whatever position, if it's a quarterback, whatever, whoever it is, is that best player available, you take that guy at that point, and they've done a extreme. I credit Will McClay. They've done an extremely good job of that, especially in the first round. Yeah, and we just talked uh, to Will McClay before on the draft show. Yeah. He was sitting here, and I mentioned that our. I think on the outside looking in, sometimes our BPA is not their BPA because it's the right. best player available for your team. That's right. Who, how do they fit? How, how are their characteristics? How are they going to be in the locker room? All that stuff matters. So I also, too, it's just funny. Sometimes BPA around the league, the other people might be like, oh, that's the best player yeah. on the board. It's right different. Now. It's depending it's, on your needs. But for the Cowboys, it might be, mm, yeah, we, we need a tackle, but this guy right here, this running back maybe right here fits what we want to do moving forward, yeah. so I guess. Well, Shireen, this is so fun. I wish we could spend our whole show just chatting with you, but I so appreciate I love, too, that this is International Women's Month and you're our guest on our show. Thanks so much. Uh, I look up to you so much. So thanks for being with us. Thanks Thanks for for chatting with Aisha and I. We're going to go ahead and take our first break here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. When we come back, we'll get into some more of these players, and we'll talk a little bit about Mike McCarthy and what he had to say yesterday. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 
This is how we country. Country Music's Party of the Year is coming to Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. The Academy of Country Music Awards are always bringing you the country music's brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does country like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Get your tickets at SeatGeek.com. Aisha Morrison, Haley Sutton, back with you. Aisha, we have had just the busiest of days. We have gotten to know so many people, I feel like, in the last couple of hours. But today, obviously, the focus was on the secondary and area of need that the Cowboys don't necessarily, you know, they're not bleeding, I think, in that secondary position, but you can always get better. They had some injuries down the stretch, as we know, with the Donovan, or Donovan Wilson, he's on the brain, but with Jordan Lewis, uh, Anthony Brown, but we've had a chance to talk to some guys. I kind of want to just open up the floor to you because I know a lot of what you've been doing here is really analyzing <laughs> these guys. We're going to see them work out in just a little bit. But coming into today, I'll you two questions. Coming into today, who were you excited to talk to? And on the back side of that, who left you feeling excited after you listened to them talk? So, obviously, I think most people know that um, Emmanuel Forbes um, from Mississippi State is one of my guys that I'm very interested in seeing. I feel like his ball skills are elite. He He's when you talk about the Cowboy defense in particular, they take the ball away. Mm-hmm. They take the ball away. This guy finds the ball. Yeah, he said that today, yeah, too. Yeah, he, he's, the ball just kind of comes to him. But also, too, credit to him. He talked about how deep he is into his film study, how much he, he looks at tendencies, how he wants to be a versatile player. Yeah, I can press, but I can also play zone and just some of the things he likes to do. Um, he also, I mean, like, he does not like being compared to other players. I'll tell you that. Like, he, he's very much so his own person, which is, which is normal for yeah. DB. But I was... Um, uh, one of the biggest things of concern is his size. Um, a lot of people are worried about his frame. He's a slim frame and everything. But today, seeing him, I wanted to see him. I wanted to see his stature and everything. He looks lean. He's slim. But he looks lean. And I think him coming out today, and depending on how he tests, is going to really help up his stock. But also to uh, Joey Porter Jr., mm-hmm. he's, y'all, He's Y'all. famous. <laughs> He's famous around these parts and um, just how people just lit up talking to him. He spent yeah. so much time talking to everyone. Uh, Sid- Sidney Brown from Illinois as well. He has the he has the twin brother that plays the running back for the team. He was also just so open to the media and I think that's something especially when we're looking at players for the Cowboys is important to me personally how do they handle the media how do they handle because it is a lot it can be stressful and a lot of these gentlemen came out here they answered so many of our questions they were so open so I think I walked away impressed with a lot of the DNs but of the uh, DBs but more than anybody JL Skinner was so so impressive dude he's so sure of himself his ability and even talking about his recovery and stuff he's just so he was so open about it but this guy the character is there the character the want to the the coachability and i think that he made a really good impact today on some people that are looking at him on his on their board yeah it's so interesting before you guys had will mcclay on the draft show i spoke with him just more about you know his role and and what his week looks like here because it's always interesting you know everybody who comes here we all have a different reason for being here mm-hmm. uh and arguably you know he has one of the busier <laughs> jobs of all of us out here but i asked him i said you know obviously you want guys in this locker room who are are going to be athletes right you want guys who are going to make plays but the reason why this team was so successful this year and they said it over and over and over again was because the locker room was so tight and you had these guys in the locker room that were so adamant about being there for one another. And that's exactly what Will McClay said. Is, you know, I said, you know, what do you look for when you're, when you're meeting these guys and, and how, what do you look for them as people? 
And he said, we want to make sure they're a good character. We want them to be a good fit. Like, you know, the reason why we were successful is because we had those layers and why we've been so successful in the past is being able to have that team chemistry. I think Mike recognizes that, too. He wants to make sure, you know, guys like Donovan Wilson, who we'll get to in a minute, who's a free agent coming up, hopefully he'll return. But, you know, you have these guys who it's such a tight knit room and you, you don't want to ruin that chemistry. You want to build on what you have. So it's just been really cool to see that. So now I'm going off on a tangent, but it's, okay. it's just interesting that you mentioned Skinner. Cause that's what stood out to me too, is just his, his focus, his willingness to answer every question as it came to him. You know, he was very good about, you know, speaking clearly and just, you know, really wanting to be involved in a franchise. And I think that's so that's an underrated part of this process for these guys. Yeah. And honestly, being here has allowed me to see how much the defensive side of the ball, Dan Quinn, Al Harris, Joey Jr. have made an impact yeah. on the Cowboys team and players want to come and be taught by them. Like, yes. They light up when you mention, you know, playing for the Cowboys. Or have you met with the Cowboys? And granted, we know like most of these players, are, a lot of them were for fans and stuff like that. But now it's not, I just want to be under the lights and everything. Now it's, I know I'm going to get coached. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to get better. What, what Dan Quinn and those guys have done on that side of the ball, especially from the DB side of things, I'm sure that they're looking at, they're looking at a Donovan Wilson who, in the last tough couple of years, I think he has reasserted himself. He reminded people of who he was when he was an Aggie. Like, yeah. hey, my guy, I can play this game. And how important it is to be in the right situation yeah. for someone to play you to your best ability and use your ability. And I think a lot of these guys see that in the Cowboys, and that excites them to possibly be drafted by them. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, the gentleman who I spoke to earlier who's from Texas A&M. I want to say his name is Jalen oh, Johnson. Jalen Jones. Jones, thank Jaylen you. Jalen Jones. Jones. Yeah, you. one of the things. Thank you. We talked to so many people today, like all the names blur together. But uh, that was something that stood out to me about my conversation with him, too, is, you know, he's never met Donovan before. He's never played with Donovan before, but he knows what kind of player Donovan is. And he said, when you talk about a guy who is going to give you his all, you talk about a guy who is you want in that in that uh, secondary with you, like Donovan Wilson is the guy. And it's just so interesting to see how, you know, like Shereen was saying, everybody wants to play for the Cowboys, right? Everybody wants to be in this franchise. They want to be a part of the business side of it, too. But just knowing that there's kids here who already have relationships with the current team, I think that's so important. I think that is such, an, again, an underrated part of this process because they go through a lot. Like even today, I was speaking with uh, Nishan's brother, <laughs> Rajon, right? Uh, and, you know, I asked him even before we were actually doing the formal interview, I said, how are you? How have you been? And I said, is this overwhelming? And he said, the interview part of it, not really. Everything else, a little bit. Yeah. You know? So honest. And there, it, it's, it's wild to me, you know, the things that these guys are expected to do and just this process in general is always, it, kind of like Shireen was saying, you know, it, it evolved so much and it's looked so different over the past couple of years. But yeah, just a lot of guys in here who have really done a good job of showcasing their football side, but also being able to relate to the teams that they want to go to. Yeah. And the connections in the locker room, they mean something. Like, mm -hmm. They mean something. I, Keanu uh, Benton from Wisconsin talked yesterday. Yeah. He's one of the guys <laughs> I really think the Cowboys could use. But he talked about just Tyler Biotis, Jake Ferguson, and he and Jake mm -hmm. Ferguson were roommates for a while. So it's the insight that they can get about, 
you know, being in the locker room and just what this process looks like from their team, from former teammates and stuff, I think helps prepare them. I don't know if anything can prepare them for this. We, baby, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> we literally just rocked in bright eyed, bushy tailed, and we're like, all right, let's just do this. Let's, let's do get it. some stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we're on the conversation of secondary, let's talk a little bit about the free agents that the Cowboys currently have. So obviously, we just spent some time talking about Donovan Wilson. Uh, you also have Anthony Brown and CJ Goodwin, who I that completely flew over my head that he's a free agent this year because he's just such a staple in the, in the uh, special team. So uh, obviously all three of these guys have value. In my opinion, I think all three need to return. They all bring a certain set of skills that, you know, would benefit this team. But from your perspective, as someone who's been watching the tape really intently, you've seen what these guys operate. We know what free agents are out in the NFL already. How important is it to get a deal done with these guys? I think it's important. I think so. I think Donovan Wilson is the guy would be the the priority guy on that list. Anthony Brown, I know this is he's coming off of an injury and, and things like that. An Achilles injury. An Achilles injury. Yeah, so at, at that, you know, four corners, it's a little difficult. But I was looking at. I think what Deron Bland was able to show. Israel McQuamu kind of letting people know, and I was a couple of guys that talked about him too. But Israel McQuamu kind of letting people know, like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm a corner. <laughs> I know you. That's what I did. That's what I did. I know you want I, me to be a safety. I'm a corner, but <laughs> my core value is corner. It's corner. <laughs> I I really feel as though, yeah, I I know the Cowboys have the potential to get DB, but with those gentlemen kind of emerging, it may change some of the conversation about whether an Anthony Brown returns or not. This is a super deep uh, cornerback class. Yes. And, and there's very high potential that maybe that that's the route that the Cowboys go. And when you talk about C.J. Goodwin, one of the best aces in the game. So he's talking to him in the locker room and just learning about the little mm-hmm. intricacies of special teams has been so dope. If they pair another ace with him or whatever corner that they possibly draft or whoever they bring in rookies play they play special teams Mm -hmm. they got to play special teams it's also a conversation to have about kelvin joseph who granted had the penalties had some issues but when he was clean was a good gunner so Mm -hmm. do you can keep him here and polish him a little bit more and let him continue to refine that position because granted penalties happen cj goodwin had a lot of good things to say about kelvin joseph as as a special teams player granted no one wants a special teamer a second a second rounder being a special teamer however that is such an important role to fill. I would, I, I think that could be a discussion or whoever they bring in possibly for the draft. There's exceptions to every rule. I think with Kelvin Joseph, he is just so reckless. And at some point there has to be a conversation said like, Tracking. hey, I agree. The good has to outweigh the bad because like, let's take Tyler Smith, for example, like he had a lot of penalties, too. And he owned up to it. He, he said, you know, I was doing this wrong. I just wasn't getting it. It took exactly. me a second to get in. So. There has to be risk-reward involved. So I'm okay with Kelvin Joseph, despite being a second-rounder. I'm okay with him being on special teams because, like you said, he's done a lot of good things. But there has to be a level of growth, in my opinion. And I think that's kind of how Mike McCarthy sees it as well. They want him on the roster. They think he's a good addition in that special teams route. But there's got to, got to, got to. They've got to tighten down on those penalties. The discipline. The discipline. Because C.J. Goodwin, is a he is a leader also, too, in the locker room. It's not just on special teams. He's communicating. He's whatever. So, to your point, he is a guy that I do think that I, I want them to bring back. But if that's not the case, whoever takes up the mantle better be on point. 
because <laughs> it better be on point. Because Bones gonna be looking at us like this. Listen, it, special teams is we talk about it all the time. Like that hidden yardage, that that third part mm-hmm. of the of the uh, football game, it can change the game. It mm-hmm. it, it, it make. He can make or break a game, so he needs to be on point, whoever it is. Complimentary football is such a big thing to Mike McCarthy. He speaks about it in length. He spoke about it yesterday. So we are going to go ahead and take our second and final break. And when we come back on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, we're going to get into Mike McCarthy, what he said yesterday, and how he hopes to change this team going into the offseason. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. Get behind the scenes, get a behind scenes look, rather, all, all things Dallas Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium and the Star, presented by SeatGeek. Check out the locker rooms, playing fields, Super Bowl memorabilia, and more. You can get your tickets today at DallasCowboys.com slash tours. I feel like we're going to need a tour of the Star after this since we've been here for so long. We haven't been in the building for a week at this point. Uh, Haley Sutton, Aisha Morrison, back with you here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Um, Aisha, obviously, we had a chance to hear from Mike McCarthy for the first time since the uh, final press conference of the season last year. The biggest takeaway went on 105 point through the fan last night, and they said, you know, what was the biggest takeaway? And for me, he was in such a good place. You know what I mean? He and happy, it's y'all. he He even said it. He said, this is the happiest I have ever been since being in Dallas. And like that like that hit different you know what i mean because i don't think he was necessarily unhappy but there it's no secret him and kellen just weren't on the same page when it came to how they wanted to run the offense at one point he was worried he was going to lose dan quinn so there was i think just a little bit of rumbling a little bit of tumultuous energy within that room but tumultuous i know right good word a little seasoning a little seasoning (laughs) uh but obviously you know this is we talked with shireen it seems like things are on the right track for this team to be making decisions to be successful in 2023 it's very apparent that the guys in the locker room want to win. Coaching staff wants to win. The front office hopefully wants to win. We'll see in free agency in the draft. But 
you know, it's interesting. He's so committed to building around Dak. There's been so many question marks about is Dak our, the quarterback? He has been so adamant. Stephen Jones as well, very adamant in, you know, saying, like, Dak's our guy. We're going to build around him. They're committed to the run game. And the biggest thing is that he's going to be calling plays. Yeah, he seems excited. It's I can't even describe it. Like, when, when Mike McCarthy got here, he didn't have a choice of whether he wanted Kellen Moore or not as his OC. Mm-hmm. He had, it seemed like he had a lot of say-so in some of his other coordinators and stuff like that. It was this weird in-between place where some of the gentlemen from the Jer- uh, Jason Garrett regime were still here, mm-hmm. and then he brought in his guys. And so this, like you were talking about earlier, it feels like these are his guys. This is his vision and what he kind of wants for this team seems like it's starting to come to fruition. And there's nothing better than feeling like, not that you have control over the matter, but you can dictate, he can dictate. You feel more comfortable that way. Because I think that was the issue. You know, they keep talking about how they had philosophical differences, which is the silliest language, in my opinion. Like, it's cut and dry. Like, Kellen didn't like to run the ball very much. Mike enjoys using the run game. So it's not philosophical. It's just schematics like that's the reality of it right but i think when you are calling plays and i think that's why he saw so much success in in green bay it you have that control right you you can you can have your say and you can say like no like we're gonna run the ball on third down or you know like we're gonna do a couple of short quick passes to to get the momentum going very similar to what the eagles did i was about to say (laughs) i mean when you look at some of the offenses around the league and it that's what they're thriving off of. They're thriving off of quick screen game. They're mm-hmm. they're they're thriving off of getting guys in position to to be able to carry the ball and to have yeah. They're getting guys that have yak ability. You look at mm-hmm. the 49ers. I mean, they had Brock Purdy come in. He wasn't just throwing deep shots. <laughs> he was throwing he was throwing short intermediate passes and guys were taking it to the house and mm-hmm. that's the to me the simplifying of the offense is something that's going to help Dak. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Dak Prescott and just how this offense has been run, I don't know if, if it's been built around what he does well. Clearly, the Eagles have built around what Jalen does well. Mm-hmm. When Brock Purdy was playing, what does he do well? Like, Joe Burrow, like, they're really – other teams have taken the initiative to say, this is our guy, this is what he does well, this is not what he, do, he does well. We're not going to make him do the things he mm-hmm. does not do well, and we're going to put guys in position to help him make plays, QB-friendly guys, just simplifying for him. And I'm excited watching Dak's career. For, I've gotten to watch all of his career. He's at that point to where I know he can take another step as a quarterback if he has a coordinator or a coach that understands what he does well and puts him in position to do it. So I'm thrilled for him because I think this might be the first time in his career. Yeah. Going into year seven, eight, 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 is it eight, eight. that he's going to have that. And it's just, I just, I'm, I'm happy because I don't want I think a lot of people are giving up on him, and I think they might see an uptick. I think we might see a couple people flip the switch when you see your quarterback doing the things he does well again. Yeah, like I said, Mike is committed to building around him. We'll see how committed that is from a, a weapon standpoint and what they can add with, you know, <laughs> say that just CD right now being, you know, like Shereen talked about, Michael Gallup coming back off of that injury. Uh, but I'm more interested to see, you know, like put – Put pen to paper, you know, say put, word, put word to mouth, say like, that. you know, I, and so I find that to be interesting. And we had a chance to speak with him at the lunch yesterday. Again, just, he just felt different. It felt like he was in a, a better place. He felt like, you know, Jerry and the front office is finally starting to trust what he can do. And to me, that seems like it was the most difficult 
part of his career because you mentioned coming in in 2020 he didn't really have a choice but also when you think about the setback that he had that being the pandemic year so you're coming into this franchise you have no idea who anybody is and on top of that you can't because we're all meeting through computers you know you're not getting to do a typical training camp you're not getting typical ota so you're missing that face time the meetings are different and so i think every year there's been improvement with mike mccarthy obviously and, and not just improvement on paper but improvement just in general within the franchise you're seeing him kind of gets come into his own you're seeing him kind of be more comfortable in speaking up and saying like i don't like this i want to do this so i'm excited to see you know how he works that and he also talked a little bit about uh brian schottenheimer and you know just the, shoddy, the shoddy, benefit shoddy, shoddy, shoddy. that he will bring at oc um you know, because a lot of us don't really know a ton about him from a cowboy standpoint. Mike just kind of said, you know, he's a guy's guy. Like he's good personality. Everybody likes him, but also his relationship with Dak is really good, and that's obviously something that you want out of your quarterbacks coach. Oh, one thing about Sol- Solari is that, well, and Shadi, Shadi is mm-hmm. he's like, we do this well, we don't do this well, <laughs> we do this well. He's very aware of what his teams do well, even when he was with the Seahawks. Not the best, not the best offensive line. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But this is how we're going to run the ball. We're going to do quick stuff. We're going to get you guys on the move. We know you're not going to be able to hold up, just holding blocks, but we're going to get you moving around. He understands what his team does well, and he does it. And I appreciate that. And I think, again, that's something I feel like has been missing from this team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely been just that that one missing piece that I think when it clicks, the light bulb will come on and hopefully, you know, we'll see a Super Bowl. Uh, (laughs) Last thing before we wrap things up here, we talked about, you know, obviously this draft and and what this these guys offer and what they bring to the table. But we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about what the guys in last year's draft did and how beneficial they have been to this year. Mike talked in length just about, you know, making that second year leap was something that was extremely important to him because that's kind of the next generation it's the next foundation hopefully or at least that's what you want right you want to get the bulk of those guys to stick around and be able to do you know play the cowboys way and so i thought that was interesting he mentioned tyler smith being a cornerstone of you know what they want to continue to build uh but just real quick last question for you your expectations for that group and you know how do you see them kind of excelling going into year two for the rookie for the rookies from last year it's crazy to think it's crazy to think that Tyler Smith can get better. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think that All this them. was his first year. I mean, Jake Ferguson, a guy that we wanted to see more of. And th- that's the thing. When you talk about even the rookie class, the tight ends, we were so excited about Peyton Hendershot, Jake Ferguson. We saw less of them as the season went on. So with Mike McCarthy, how he runs his office, is tight and heavy, right? Yes. So we're going to get the opportunity. I'm sure they're excited about getting the opportunity to be on the field more. Um, Deron Bland. Just the idea that he can get any better. Mm-hmm. Damone Clark coming back. He was inserted into this off this defense out of nowhere and was just learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. Having him be able Found to have out a- five minutes before what the Lions. Yeah, it was Lions yeah, or the yeah. Bears, and they're like. Hey, just so you know, you're you're not special teams today. Right. Like, just surprise. kidding. And they're like, he's gonna play some special team snaps. Oh, <laughs> he's a linebacker the whole time. Did just, I say special teams? Yes. Mm. And from the linebacker position, you know, just that's a. a a position that takes time to learn to diagnose and stuff so i could see him coming back being better it's and then we talk about jalen tolbert a mm-hmm. guy that folks are you know a little down on let mike mccarthy get get this guy build some confidence in him get him acclimated to this the simplifying mm-hmm. of this offense the language all that stuff see how he adjusts in this year and then sam williams who 
we, everyone wanted to see more snaps of him. I, I do like how they kind of slow played things, helping him learn the game. And he is, Mike McCarthy mentioned him. Is that a guy that he thinks is going to take an uptick this season? So, yeah, this that draft class was well put together. And I really do think those guys are going to take jumps into the next direction, just learning their positions and being more sharp. It's so interesting how every single one of those guys has a story. You know what I mean? And I know we all have a story, so I don't want to take that away. But each one of those guys, I mean, you think about Damone Clark, who found out he had a herniated disc here at the Combine, and they you know, they said, hey, you can't do that. You've got Deron Bland, who was a fifth-round draft pick out of Fresno State that nobody believed in. You know, every single one of these guys is is so special in that regard, but also special on the field. So it'll be interesting to see how they continue to develop. It'll be interesting to see how the quarterbacks and the wide receivers perform tomorrow, because that's obviously, at least from a wide receiver standpoint, that is a need for the Dallas Cowboys. We will be here tomorrow for our final day of the combine but this will do it for girls talk boys talk this week so thank you so much for being with us in our inaugural live episode of girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw we will see you guys next week on thursday 10 a.m back at the star in frisco but for now we will say so long from indianapolis this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club How about-